Welcome to the Bread of Life, a listener-supported program of Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more about CPE, go to breadoflifeboise.org. It is another good day to go to the Word of God and there look to Jesus Christ as our only Savior and our complete sufficiency in all things. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hugen. The millennium is the coming 1,000-year rule of Christ on the earth as promised in the Old Testament and the New and expressly taught in Revelation chapter 20, verses 1-6. through 6. During the millennium, there will be a great revival upon the earth, a period in which God will pour out the manifestation of His holy presence and fullness upon all people. This 1,000-year revival will begin with a great work of repentance. This repentance is a forebearer of an evangelistic awakening and of a tide of converts that will sweep in individuals from every community. This too will happen. It will be a time of deep knowing of God and rich experience and relationship throughout the earth. And so too there will be from the people of God on the earth a profound, sustained expression of Christ-like holiness. And Christ shall rule as King in our midst, leading us out to serve Him in the proclamation of his truths and the reclamation of his earth. We will be used, useful, and fulfilled. Now what does that mean for us today? The answer may surprise you. No more things that you can root for as a self-righteous covering for your failures and your sin. No, there is going to be deep, real, daily, hourly conformity to my will and my purposes. Christ is going to be covering you and radiating out from you in holiness. There will be no one left to impress. Only what will be left is to have impressed upon you the life, the holy life of our Savior. No more seeking the favor of people, but instead favoring all people with the outpouring and spring of Christ and His Spirit flooding out through us by our words and by our actions and by our thoughts and by our intentions. Holiness. How our community today needs this kind of holiness. How it will get it someday, one day, a thousand years. God's people giving expression, radiating back the glory that they see in the face of Christ Jesus upon this earth. Here's another thing that will take place. Christ shall rule as king in our midst, and he shall lead us in a great reclamation project over the society of men and over the environment of our earth. The pollution of the ages. The pollution has polluted our places of leadership, our halls of learning, our points of government, the social fabric of our society that has polluted the environment, the climate, and all the things that surround us. Yes, the climate. All these things shall be repealed and drawn back. God will use us as agents of the restoration of a world that has been polluted through the ages and worn down and pummeled during the tribulation. And it will be erased. And Christ will prove Himself over the nations as the Prince of Peace. He'll bring justice to the poor and the downtrodden, and He will at the same time restore the barren and deserted places and turn them back into gardens. The Garden of Eden will be spread through us. He'll nurture tranquility and peace among all the beasts of the field. Each one of us will be given a designated area of responsibility to direct and express His rule. Some of us will rule over one city, 
others over two. Some will be in administrative places, administering societies. Some of us will be at work distributing the word of God to the nations. Some of us will be reclaiming the land to its proper use. Maybe a missionary like David Livingston who gave his life to Africa will be a part of seeing the restoration of Africa from north to south, burgeoning as a garden of the Lord. How's that sound? Remember when I began this point, I said that the truth of the millennium grants us a call to live in light of the glory yet to come to the earth. Here is perspective from which and for which we can find our actions and we can find the cadence for our lives in the age in which we now live. Now, notice something. You take a young person who has lots of dreams and visions or a young woman, a young man, full of ideas of what they're going to do and what they're going to accomplish or what love is going to provide for them. You get a young couple that's been engaged and they're now thinking of what their lives will be like together, whatever it is. And on those occasions, all the world around them glows with the shine of their own dream and their own vision, right? Everything around them, the sky is a brighter blue, the hills all of a sudden sing the glory of the dream and the thought, the lofty ideas of what their life is going to be. They're optimistic and hopeful and they see it radiating back to them and all the creation around them but then time passes by and their dreams aren't quite fulfilled the way they thought they would be fulfilled and time begins to wear them down and even at times betray some of those hopes and those thoughts and those dreams and don't you wish sometimes you could go back to those days right I think of the carefree kid who rode around on a bicycle at the Boise State campus and all the things he was going to do. And Well, God is blessed beyond imagination, but still in my heart there was a dream for even more, surprisingly. And all of a sudden you can look at the age in which you've looked at and now it doesn't shine in the same way. It's a little dull. It begins to remind us of better days that have gone and passed us by. Now listen to me. This doctrine of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ upon the earth keeps the earth shining. It keeps it shining. It shines out the promises even as we face disappointment. The earth itself, even as it comes under the assault of sin, even as we watch it go down into the birth pangs of the great tribulation, we see because of this truth on the other side the millennial glory yet to come fully upon it. And this earth becomes a living monument not to past days of glory, but to a glory that is yet to be revealed upon it. And we are called as individuals to live in light of that glory and that responsibility and those experiences and those duties and those assignments that Christ will give us in that day and age. The ground on which we're standing upon will one day radiate with the glorious reign of our risen Savior and King. It will speak of His power and His truth and His justice and His peace and His love and His this place will, of His love and His holiness. Just as truly as past events mark the history of this earth, so these future events mark it in anticipation. It is yea and amen in Christ Jesus. And you will be a part of it. You will be a part of it. If you receive Christ as your Savior, you will be among the administrators of this blessed rule upon the earth. 
instead of going down memory lane as you walk through the community in which you live, wishing for days gone by, you may walk through this land and say, here is where Christ is going to rule. Here possibly is where He will make a lion and a lamb lay together. Here is where I will be a regent of that reign. And thou rule with him as a king and a priest in this place. Yes, just as certainly as this land is a marker of good things past, it is a marker of better things yet to come. What's the application of this? Very quickly, what's the application of this? Number one is this. Don't separate yourself from this earth too much. I know. We sing... This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. If heaven's not my home, oh Lord, what will I do? Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, no. This earth, this place, this region, this time, this history, this place in which we've been called to live and be a light for the Lord Jesus Christ will know the full flood of that light one day upon it for a thousand years and you'll be a part of it. Don't separate yourself too much from this earth. Here's a second one. Practice living under the rule of this coming king. Practice living under the rule of this coming king. Do you know what the Christian life is right here, right now, at this moment in time? Do you know, in light of what we've just been talking about, what your life is? If you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you're surrendered to Him and you're His child, do you know what this life, this time is, why He's left you here? This is a dress rehearsal. It's a preliminary preparation for living and carrying out the service that God will have us render to Him in days ahead for a thousand years as we rule beside Him and as He rules with a rod of iron over all the earth. This is. So, do we retreat from the place of witness and from our service to the age in which we live because we see things going down to ruin? Because we see the destruction. We see the mounting forces of evil waving over our nation. We see that it's rejecting us. We're brought under persecution, even martyrdom. Do we somehow vacate the premises and say, listen, you know, I'm done with this. I'm moving out. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Is that what we do? No. I said this a number of times. Listen, the Christian who embraces this doctrine and understands it is the only person who can rationally rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's going down and it's sinking, but we, we're just practicing what we're going to do when He raises it back up from its grave. When God pulls this world back out of its ashes and restores it to the glory that He designed for it in the Garden of Eden and gives expression in history and time and place of His rule over the world. Bind Satan and releases us as regents of His glorious reign upon the earth. In light of that, in light of that, I keep serving Him. I keep living for Him. I keep investing myself in this age and in this time and in the governments that He now works for, through as a mediation of, of His restraint upon evil and darkness. I give myself to it all, anticipating the glory yet to come upon the earth. So now then, I seek Him. And now then, I repent as I find Him. And now then, 
I reflect His love and His truth and His justice and my attitude and action towards others and the things that I say and how I live and how I want to communicate my life. I want to communicate Him above everything else. I want Him to be known even as I want to know Him. And now then, I suffer patiently knowing that the end will one day find me ruling with Jesus Christ in this place as my home. And now then, I ask Him, we ask Him, even in this hour, to express something of the glory that will yet to be revealed upon the earth. And even now, to send a wave of revival among us as we wait for that great day. And now then, we endure and we overcome to the end. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. These truths of your word are not inconsequential. They're not pie in the sky by and by. They have bearing on the moment, on the hour, on the time. God, how we praise you. You will extract full glory in a moment, in an hour, in time. And oh God, may you express that glory in my life right now and through me. And finally, faithfully praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And oh God, thank you for the promise. We'll see the answer to that prayer one day. This has been the Bread of Life, a ministry of Church Partnership Evangelism and the Mission Church Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To learn more, to get a copy of this message, to support our ministry, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.